Hey guys, and welcome to episode 57 of For The Kudos. This episode is brought to you by Pillar Performance. Pillar is back as sponsor of the podcast in the lead up to GC Marathon. It's great to have them on board again, and we're looking forward to see what's in store ahead of those racing Gold Coast. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. Brett, how are you? How are you? I'm good. You're looking uh, warm. It's so hot in here. I've got the uh, I've got the fan uh, to well, it's not to max because the um, it's too loud. But yeah, it's uh, it's but really you're in, hot. I'm you're up, in cans for the people that don't know. Up in cans. Yeah, I'm here for uh, the raise the bar camp, which is a a uh, a camp uh, led by Athletics Australia and um, Athletics North Queensland uh, for Indigenous Indigenous uh, running students. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty, pretty cool. cool up here. There's seven seven students um, from different indigenous communities up in in far north Queensland. Um, so I'm here as an athlete ambassador, and uh, yeah, it's it's brutally hot. Yeah, well, I'm uh, house sitting Saskia's house, and the difference from going from like a rental property where you're a share house, where you're like tight with money and and paying for electricity to a family house that has heating non-stop i'm waking up feeling like a sun-dried tomato it is fuck like it's like literally like living in a sauna in this house why are you turning it on no it just like automatically comes on and it's just like always seems to be on they got like heated floors as well so it's just like everything's just so warm you what yeah you walk in after after running it's like welcome brett take a seat yeah <laughs> <laughs> When I'm at like, I, I feel like when you're like, our house used to be cold in Hawthorne and stuff, but you just get used to it. And uh, <laughs> that's a typical, that's a typical student life. It's like, yeah, you I know, yeah. And eating me goring for breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I feel like my tolerance to cold has got better. And now I'm in here. I'm like, it's too hot in here. I'm just complaining. What about, about it being too hot? <laughs> what about the personal robot chef you've got? <laughs> I just saw it, I just saw it drive past and deliver you a coffee. <laughs> It is Enjoy the podcast, Brett. It's a lot better than my than my house. Um, it looks good. like it. To be honest, looks pretty grim. Like it out is. outside. Oh yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It was so windy this morning. Um, kind of yeah, because it's in St Kilda, so I'm like running along the beach. Well, I, I would have run along the beach, but it was like way too windy, so I just kind of like ran through the streets to the town. We couldn't be in further in further locations. Well, we actually could be in better locations because Melbourne and Cairns is not <laughs> is not the two most distant points in the world. But it feels like we couldn't be. Like my run this morning was through. Um, it feels like it's just through like the the jungle or the rain, you know, the rainforest. Because I'm not too far from the Daintree, so it's it has uh, it has that feeling to it. And I'm just like trying to find shade on the path at at nine thirty in the morning because it's so hot. I love Cairns. When I was up there a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah, I could have stayed there all, all winter for sure. Mm, yeah, but do you do heaps of running on like concrete path? Yeah, it's all that's the that's the only thing. It's a lot of it's concrete. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I went it. up. I went up to the um. There's some mountains. Like it was like a thirty minute drive, and we run up there, and it, that was like really nice. It was like big like forest. Um, yeah, which was good got kind of to get off the uh to get off the concrete but yeah a lot of it was on the concrete yeah yeah no it'll be good um so i'm here until thursday night and then i fly into um into gold coast thursday night and i'll probably be seeing you on the friday you fly on friday do you no i'm flying thursday oh yeah okay yeah so i'll see you on well i'll see you friday because i don't get to the race hotel till friday um and then on saturday Oh, so you stayed your... somewhere else Thursday. Yeah, well, my accommodation is Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. So AA just got me a hotel in, in Surfers right next door, I think. So oh, that's good. should be pretty pretty chill. Um, and then, yeah, look, obviously you're doing the half marathon on Saturday and I'm pacing the marathon on Sunday. But really the main reason we're going up is for yeah. the FTK shakeout on Saturday. And that is at... 9.45 a.m. at Paradox Roasters. So it's Saturday the 1st of July. Um, and Paradox Roasters is located at 10 Beach Road, Surfers Paradise. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening there. It's supported by Pillar Performance. 
Um, and I should also note, you know, we, we did mention this last, um, last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you've been sleeping under a rock. But uh, for those of you that are new to the show, if there are any people, imagine <laughs> how many listeners do you reckon we, who are listening to episode 57 for the first time? That'd be cool if they are. But uh, Pillar Performance is a sports micronutrition company uh, that essentially they create products that intersect between pharmaceutical intervention and sports supplements. I'd say the best way to describe Pillar would be if your hydration and fueling products get you to the finish line, then Pillar is there to help you get to the start line. Um, and for those listeners that are keen to try Pillar Performance range, we have a 15% off discount code, which is FTK15. So you can go to pillarperformance.shop and use that discount. Yeah, race week. So it is kind of important to be using these products, like getting your magnesium for good sleep and vitamin C because you do not want to be getting sick a few days before the race because that is such a shame. And it's what's what we talked about last week, um, and I think a lot of people were were listening. Yeah, a lot of people were listening to that um, that uh, that reel on Instagram that we put up about yeah switching off, and you, you know your body goes into a bit of a bit of shock, um, and you know you relax, and your body thinks, oh shit, I'm I'm chilling out now. Okay, now it's time. Now now I can sort of switch off, and that's when you're more susceptible to to illness and injury and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, we, we definitely find the pillar range, uh, helps us. I, I left at, uh, sorry, I woke up yesterday morning at 4.20 AM and like, that's pretty brutal. Right. And it's hard to go to bed super early the night before that, because why would your body go to sleep that early? Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? Like if it's, it's not used to it, it's not going to... If it's not used to it, you know. Um, so I made sure since January 1st, I've been waking up at 4.20 to prepare. <laughs> just for this moment. Didn't know this <laughs> about this canvas all a week ago, but... <laughs> you just never know when you're going to be up at 4.20. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I was exhausted. Um, I you know, caught the, caught the f- three-hour flight. And arrived in Cairns about 10 a.m. And I had a, you know, intros to do and stuff like that. I got picked up. Um, there was a bit of stuff to do. And my muscles, because that was my first session, my first uh, week of three sessions a week, you know, I usually have Saturday as a rest day. But having waddle on the Saturday and then the big, you know, early start the next day and then travel day, um, I my muscles felt pretty cooked. So I loaded up on, I knew it was happening. I was loading up on the pillar magnesium the couple of days before. Um, and yeah, it it definitely helps because I would never have thought I'd be able to do like a long run off a flight like that mm. um, and feel good. And I did. And, you know, I kept, I kept loading up with it. Um, I had it about 7 PM last night. This is after the, after the long run. And I slept about 12 hours last night. Really? I reckon that's the longest, yeah. The longest sleep I've done. I slept, I slept from 8.45 until 6 and then woke up and I was like, what the hell am I doing up at 6 a.m.? So I went back to sleep for another two hours. Yeah, because you messaged uh, myself and Riley. And then Riley, of course, Riley's up, but he's like, what yeah. are you doing up, Joel? Like, Yeah, he goes, get, get to bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I feel good. Like, I just, you know how usually you just feel, you, your muscles all feel like really sore and shit? I, it's definitely, it definitely helps. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah um, definitely. Yeah. I love it when it's not you're, like we're uh, preaching bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I love it when you know, like, when you're a bit tired, you know, you're gonna have a good sleep. So you, you're, but then you're gonna have the magnesium as well, just to guarantee it. And it's just like, yeah, you just have a nice, as deep sleep for the whole night. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So let's um, let's get into some training weeks. Do you want to kick us off first? Sure. I'm a little Strava here. Uh, yeah, so Monday morning started with an hour run with Saskia, just around, I'm still battling one of my athletes for this segment of, uh, <laughs> down Studley, Studley Park, but he's, uh, he's, he's got a little bit of a sore knee and he's running a marathon this weekend. So I reckon I, um, I reckon I'll be good. I, I might get Are you allowed back. to name and shame them? Uh, Lachlan Ward. Okay. So, while while we're out naming and shaming athletes, remember my athlete that I was talking about was complaining about the wind. Yeah. Last week, and I said, yeah. "Test marks." <laughs> <laughs> Named and shamed. <laughs> she came up to me last. She came up to me at the end of last week, and she goes, "I heard you bloody talking about me. I knew it was me. Why didn't you just say my name?" I said, "All right, fuck, it's done." 
For those that didn't yeah. hear, Tess Marks. <laughs> but, uh, she's been going good though. She's uh, on for a good one this weekend. Like Goldie. Yep. Yep. There's no reason she won't run well. So yeah. Um, Still got to yeah, do it though. You do. You do. I wish if it was just training was the uh, the end goal would be very easy, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know about that. I was thinking. I reckon. Well, I haven't done a marathon, but I reckon if training was, you know, all my races, I'd be shitter. <laughs> I feel like I lift on race day. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's you lifting, <laughs> mate. You know how far am I behind you at training? More than I am <laughs> in a, if I was to race you. <laughs> yeah, but you have to catch up. Like, it doesn't. That's not like. It's not one to one. What do you mean? Like you can be. A minute behind me in training, yeah, but only thirty seconds in a race. But to, yeah. but if you end up being thirty seconds behind me in training, you'd be twenty five seconds behind me in the race still. So you can catch up that extra thirty seconds of training, only catch up five seconds in a race. Oh, we'll see about that. Okay, haven't haven't raced you for a while. <laughs> oh, I raced like four weeks ago or something. Um, and yeah. then I ran Monday night with Geordie, Gold Coast Diaries. Um, oh, we should mention coming out. We, we did we say that Jen and Jordy are coming to the Gold Coast Diaries? I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the, the Gold uh, Coast Shakeout. Yeah. Um. No, we haven't mentioned that. Well, they are. So it's it's and we've... it's confirmed. I didn't want to say in case Jen, because I know Jen has like little Archer and Grego to take care of. So I didn't. Know I was on the phone with Archer last going. night. He said Archer so said, "Is it nine thirty or nine forty-five?" <laughs> um, so yeah, Jen and Geordie will both be there. I wonder if I can bring Andy Buchanan. Surely he'll come. Yeah, I reckon he'll come. Um, and then we went to the tan on Tuesday for four by two k or four by bridges. Um, and it was a pretty nice morning down there. Or as Ed Marks calls it, four by two point one k. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit long, these bridges. Um, <laughs> they're definitely short, but we've talked about this many times that it's tight corners. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I ran 541, 538, 531, 529. Um, it was a good session because it was just like felt fairly in control the whole way. Like we, we were just like knocking it down a little bit each rep where I, I think me and Ed did K reps the other week. It was like first one was just like, solid and then you just like kind of holding on the rest where this is like a bit more controlled so uh, i think we both felt like if we wanted we could have gone faster but we just knew it was like a good session we just needed to finish it off so um it was nice and like everyone seemed to be having a good session like i think dave trained pretty well you were pretty good weren't you joel yeah i was all right yeah so it was like it's just good uh ran half an hour that evening and then, uh, yeah, so Wednesday, I decided just to do an hour. I've been doing, like, my 90-minute runs and then yeah, and then going to Pulse Run. It's been, like, fairly big Wednesdays, and I haven't been feeling that good on a Thursday. So um, I just thought, all right, I'm just going to try to be a little bit more fresh for those for those runs. So, yeah, just did an hour along the river and then went out to Pulse Run that night, um, ran 8K, so still a decent day, and then went to... Um, the lake on Thursday. Um, a lot better conditions than we've been having, which was nice. And like I've been doing most of the threshold by myself because, like, some people go on the road, some people go on the gravel. And Ed Marks always goes on the gravel, but he said this week he was going to come on the road, so had him. And then yeah, we ran like two fifty eight for two laps, which was good. Um. Felt pretty bit of an understatement. Felt pretty there. comfy. Surely that's yeah. got to be one of your best. That's got to be one of your fastest thresholds. Can't imagine. You, I yeah. reckon you've gone fifty sevens before, but yeah, I don't know. it was like twenty nine forty through ten k. I've done like a fair few around that. Yeah. Um, Which yeah, to me, it's enough. funny. It's like you know, when I hear that, I'm like, geez, that's like that must be too quick. But when you've gone through your half marathon in what do you go through ten k in your half marathon PB? Twenty eight fifteen or twenty eight twenty. Yeah, so there you go. So it's, and it's yeah, and it's pretty shows much you've been under training the last few weeks of threshold. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much my marathon pace too. Like it's only a couple of seconds yeah. a k quicker than my marathon pace, but I think 
yeah, I feel like I just turn up to threshold with pretty heavy legs usually. So like yeah. when I'm running low threes, it's just me. That's me being tired. So when I've felt a little bit fresher, I, I mean, enjoyed even going to fishbowl every Wednesday night. And I literally every Thursday when I'm warming up, I'm like, I'm fucking so hungry. Like I feel like the fishbowl just isn't enough food for me just because it's like so much salad. And I, I'm Okay. Salad. Do you know what's funny? What? When you started saying that, I was about to cut you off and go, you getting paid by fishbowl to say this? <laughs> no. And then, and then as I finish, as you finish that, I was like, no, nah, he must not be. Not with what he just said. <laughs> it's just not enough food for me. Like I just, I fill up on the salad, and yeah. it's just, I yeah, I'm always just hungry. And I feel like when I'm like in my other thresholds the last few weeks, I feel like I'm running out of energy towards the end. Um, and then so I don't get the big I, idea about it. To be honest, it's nice. I like the taste of it, but yeah. it's just. Um, next week's episode me and you're like sitting in the recording full head to toe fish bowl merch yeah. i'm like i'm like yeah it's my favorite cell in the world <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i just don't know if it's if i think it'd be good like for other meals but the night before a big session yeah you need to really fuel up i think um so i said to jordan like let's go somewhere else so we went to union house got steak uh chips and a pint of beer and i felt way yeah. better yeah. It's just definitely like, yeah. Uh, We've said that before. Meal, We've said that so many... Well, we said that so many times, I think. Maybe not before a hard session because even a one pint of beer, for me, it, like I can just, I feel just like it affects my sleep and stuff. But before... you Don't you dare. <laughs> before the, uh, before <laughs> the night before like a long run, if you can have like, I reckon two pints of beer, it's just the, you know, me and Gregor used to do it at Paul's Creek and we you just feel so good. It's, it's liquid, liquid energy, look mate. You, look at you two having two, two pints of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you didn't didn't talk about Gregor having three pints of water in between each beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I definitely just felt like I had more um, substance in with my energy. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't even know why I laughed at that. That's kind of funny. You and I got up early on Friday to go out watch a lot of pulse athletes and massive turnout around the lake. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was funny. Like it's like for us, it's a big event of like going down there and um, be like, oh yeah, it's so early. Like we're getting up, committing to this, and then everyone's like, oh, we do this every week. It's just like that they get up and train that time every single week. I know, and I was saying to Sam friend, um, he was yeah, he's racing a marathon one of my athletes and he was just laughing at me at how much I was complaining about it and then I was like oh mate I said you don't you just don't understand like you guys get to go to um like you gotta be at the office now yeah you go have a nice shower get dressed and go to the office I said me and Brett have to record a podcast at 3 p.m <laughs> and, and like, I said it to like five people and they didn't get it <laughs> like they were sort of like are you serious that's not even hard I'm like oh okay nice one <laughs> okay, but what did we both go home and do? Like we were both <laughs> back in bed. But but you remember eight thirty, I was in bed by eight fifty, having a nap. <laughs> we both slept ninety minutes, messing each other, being like, Oh, I don't feel too good. <laughs> yeah, and then I got up and I only managed to run forty five minutes because I was still tired. <laughs> oh it wasn't uh yeah. It's the, the early warnings really get to me. I find and, it funny, I reckon. It's so funny because some people are saying, oh, we hear you complaining on the podcast about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. I feel bad. I'm here doing it again. Well, I, I was just thinking that, that. I reckon most most like elite sport podcasts, the people on there, the hosts probably always talking about like how full on their training is and how like, hard their training is and stuff like that. And it like puts down the listeners. Whereas we're just pumping the listeners up. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got it easy. You guys are the ones that have it hard. So you keep doing what you're doing. And yeah. you'll, yeah. That, yeah, that motivation, that motivation <laughs> really, <laughs> really tapered off. I sort of lost my train of thought. I looked out. You lost motivation it. yourself. <laughs> I lost motivation during my motivational speech. Oh, that's so good. I looked at the uh, Dane Tree rainforest out there. I just went, fuck, what am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, water parks are they wanting. Um, bit of a yawn from you. Nice one. Yeah, a bit, bit tired. Still from Friday. Hey, still struggling. Take your fleece um, jumper off. Yeah. No, but it's just, that's the thing. It's winter. You should be wearing jumpers. But you, is the heater on right now? No, it's off. Okay. That makes sense then. Um, 
Yeah, Water Park on Saturday and had Joel come for the first time in what he claimed was four years. <laughs> no, so I I claimed I claimed it was the first time I had gone there for three laps pre Waddle Park and Al Christ and I was like in my head, like I'm not trying pre-COVID, to be funny. Pre COVID. Pre COVID. Yeah. Oh, what did I just say there? Pre Waddle Park. Before it was named Water Park. <laughs> <laughs> Pre COVID. Wow, out this heat is doing my head in literally. Um and Al Christie, like I wasn't trying to be funny. I just said it. I was like, yeah, I haven't been here since um, since pre-COVID. So that would have been three years, you know. And uh, Al Christie just looks at me. He goes, you were here last year. I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you were here jogging, jogging laps last year. And I did. I remembered because I was living at my folks in Box Hill and I was coming off an injury and I've been doing all my runs solo. So I came and ran and did a few threshold laps up the top. But it was the first time doing three laps since pre-Waddle Park. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, they've redone the surface there, so it's 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 nice. Yeah, I don't know what everyone was complaining about. It's fantastic. I think maybe in those first few weeks when they just done it, it was pretty hard for the downhills. Yeah. Um, but now it's like obviously a bit of rain and stuff. It's softened up. It's pretty good. But yeah, three laps, just a normal thing. Was feeling fairly tired. I don't know. I think definitely since just doing a lot of marathons, the thing I've struggle the most at is coming and doing water park like i just am running up those hills and i just can't go any harder it's like it's not like i'm and i'm not blowing up at it i just like can't go any harder up it. i don't understand your ceiling it. is your ceiling's lower yeah it's like yeah for on those and that's hills. what i felt like, like it well across yeah. like i just felt like i was going like it wasn't like that i'm exhausted i just can't go any faster it's like i'm sprinting and it's just not getting return for it and uh yeah, it's just like a lack of power up those hills, I guess. I wonder if it's yeah. just getting older. Like the trade-off of you, the, the better your endurance gets at the marathon. Yeah. The weight, you know, you can't, you can't be like something has to sacrifice, right? You can't be as fast and punchy as you were when you're 22. Yeah, I feel like the hills definitely expose it more because I feel like I could still run, like if I did 200 or 400, I could still push that really yeah. hard and run fast. But it's some, yeah, with the hills, like I'm just really struggling but yeah because and it was funny because like i didn't think i was going that bad until you said after um that you've run like 22 30 or something and then well the that was with yeah but that was when it was it could have been 22 45 or something like that but that's me and jack doing a cross country not yeah, race but we were like running hard and it is really like i would have beaten you and ed if i wanted to like if I wanted yeah. to run down hard, the, I, I'd cruise up the hills a little bit more and sprint the downhills and I'd go flying past you. Yeah. But I'm just doing the session wrong, you know? it's but, Yeah, pointless. so I, I went back and looked like, because you can see it on Strava, like it, it when you upload a workout, it kind of like compare, compares them all. And like yeah. I did one in like 22.20. But yeah, again, it yeah. would have been flying down the hills. But then I was like, look at it. I'm like, I'll look a bit because there's all the segments and I'm like, I wasn't, yeah. wasn't going that much slower down the hills. <laughs> like, I was definitely going <laughs> way quicker on the uphills. Wait, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it was pretty windy. I, I know, yeah. We'll bring out the excuses for me here. Bring, bring yeah. them all out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But yeah, it's just... It's there was just actually an like eagle. It. Did you see that eagle like on that middle lap and it sort of like, it came down? It picked me up. It took me back. Wings, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like snakes and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You land on the spot and fell down the ladder. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, it's good. It's all right because I'm not... Uh, hopefully, I don't it's training. have any more waddles. And I, yeah. I don't know. I think coming back to three sessions for me as well because I just um, feel good doing two. And then feel when I do back, go back to three, it just feels like the intensity just jumps up. Um, How long have you been at three sessions for now? Only like... I did the week before Bendigo. Or yeah. was it Ben? No, no, sorry. Bendigo. I've only done like three weeks of three sessions. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't do one before Bendigo and I did two after. No, yeah. Wait, three or four. <laughs> but I'm only doing a couple more and then I'll be back to Start two. a marathon block. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then ran. Sunday long run. No, Sunday Arbo. Seven and a half K. Oh, sorry about that. A little double. And then long run, went out to Yarra Flats, met Dave, Ed Marks, and Bailey, and did 
I did hour 40. Pretty good run. Felt not too bad. for you. Yeah, I, well, Seven days I, yeah, I don't know. Isn't that I'm racing in six days? Isn't that normal? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should eat. I, don't know. I, don't know. I was just thinking. No, I was just thinking when, when, because Collis, I did two hours before, but it was Sunday race. Yeah, morning. but I don't know. I just feel like you should ease up for a race. I know a lot of people are, are scared of easing up or like scared of like getting unfit and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, what is you, you know me, mate. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but yeah, but like some coaches are, yeah. I guess. And I'm just like, why not run, run well when you race? Like, why not feel good no, when you definitely. race? And it's not like yes, mate, we are racing. It's not like we have um, me and you running the world champs in five weeks yeah. and this is just a nothing race. I think like when we have these races, they're, race. they're still yeah. important to us. And um, yeah, I feel like what did I run? So we're in like 148K or something, 146K. So it's like not that much lower than what I've been doing. And hopefully I'll feel good. No, you're definitely and right. And have a better you hit out on the weekend. It's well, I think, look, obviously you went into serious mode there, which is, which is important. Um, because it is, there's definitely a culture in running where people will sort of either undermine your performance because you're like not doing as many cases, yeah, you've got fresher legs, you're tapered and this and that. And, you know, people have said it to me a lot and it's like, oh yeah, well, and then, you know, they, they, we were talking about it at Waddle Park. Someone has a bad performance. So they go out and run like two and a half hours the next day as if like, well, that makes up for my bad performance. It's like, no, no, it doesn't. Like you just got towed up. Like we are, yeah. we are training as runners. We are training to race. Exactly. You know, you're not, you're not trying to, no one cares if you can do, Oh, did you see like so many people? It's, you know, we've been in this sport for so long, but you know, people, people almost, you know, say like a, even like when you were young, right. Like national cross country or something's on and like, you know, people like run well. And then like two weeks later, there's like talk of like someone doing some crazy session somewhere. And everyone's like, did you hear where it's like, yeah, we, the person got like, yeah, I know. the race. So who cares? Yeah. You know, happens a know. lot. There is a lot of that bad kind of stuff. I feel in running. Like I know we used to do it like in MTC, but like we used to be like, like caught, say people were foxing and stuff, and it's just yeah. like, and like, and we'd literally bully people into training through races. <laughs> like, and it was just like it was just stupid because yeah, like people having bad performances because they're scared of getting like paid yeah. out and bullied and stuff. And then on the Definitely. other hand, it's like people also like try to bring people down for training hard it's yeah. like if they want to train hard and get as like yeah like people as they can risks yeah like it shouldn't be i don't know it's like people like prefer to i don't know tear them down than support them i guess a little bit i think that's an australian thing you know that yeah. tall poppy syndrome it's ingrained in us um that we you know we sort of wanted we want to do that like I remember, you know, before you broke the Aussie record, I was like, "You're my good friend. I like it." Then you did that, and I was like, oh, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not good week. Um, so race week now. Yeah, race week. So I started off on Monday with an hour run with Smack, um, and that was coming off. Yeah, you know, I did two hours a day before, and I always talk about my Mondays how they, you know the difference in how I feel. Um, some Mondays I feel good. And the first 30 minutes of this run, I was just like, like I said to Smack, I'm like, it's finally happened. The two hour runs don't affect me anymore. Like, I just feel so good right now. I feel like, like I was like, yeah, let's go do strides. Like, um, And then 31 minutes in, I was like, I want to be home. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just, just really tired. Um, but yeah, got it done. Tuesday morning, as you said, went to the tan for four by Bridges. Um, and I did, I was just like a little bit off you guys in the first two. So I was 5.43, then 5.40. Um, and at the end of the 5.41, I was like, I feel like I'm sort of stretching a little hard here. Um, it's, just a, it's just a little bit quicker than I want to I want to train. And, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, we're talking about that, you know, the, uh, the bullying or the, you know, the ego of, of, you know, having to push hard and stuff. And that's something I've definitely... Um, I've definitely dealt with in, you know, heaps of years. So as you know, like, and you would probably say, you know, I'm training like, you know, I'm training too conservatively at the moment with the three sessions a week, right? But 
I don't care. Like you guys can all take the piss out of me if you if you do, but it's like, you know, I've been injured that many times. I'm not going to do it and then push and then, because this is something I always said, like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny. Rainer used to do that to me and he doesn't mean it in a bad way, but he used to do it up at Falls Creek. And he'd be like, what do you mean you're not doing it? You're not going to get injured from a double run. Just come on, do a couple of doubles or whatever. And, you know, I, I'd just be cracking each step <laughs> in a double run. <laughs> um and yeah too many times i just like listen to other people or get kind of swept up and you can't blame other people definitely that's not what i'm saying um it's always your own your own fault but you know now i've realized i'm like i i'm just gonna play it more safe um and that means you know when i'm feeling like things are getting a bit too hard just back off slightly um so i went by myself for the last two two k's because i wasn't gonna cut the recovery short um do we have 90 seconds rest? Yeah, we have a 90 yeah. seconds rest. Um, and yeah, finished with 5.45, 5.46 for my last two. So it's not like I blew up. It's just like I'm going a little bit. What would you say you were again for your last couple? 5.35? 5.30. Yeah. yeah. So you're about 15, 15, 16 seconds ahead. Um, so yeah. And then uh, Wednesday, I met with one of my uh, athletes, the coach, Zach Haynes, for a run. Um, he lives in in Northcote, um, and yeah, we went went for a run. Um, just went out in the Darabin Darabin Creek Trail, didn't out and back. Um, it was eighteen k. I'm running a little bit longer on the on the Wednesday run. Um, Thursday morning was yeah back to back to the Thursday threshold, um, and again having that day shorter of recovery. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to you know, overextend myself. Um, so I sat on Bailey and El Christy for the first lap. Cause I was just like, I said, what pace do you guys usually run? And they said like three twelves, three thirteens. And I thought, yeah, perfect. That's a, a bit slower than I should be running, but I'm just going to run with you guys, um, and see how that goes. And, um, yeah, I was, I was running on that and it felt, felt pretty cruisy. And I looked down, it's just wrist heart rate, but it's, it's not to it's i think it's fairly accurate at, at speed you know when i'm like doing thresholds i always you know monitor it a little bit with the wrist heart rate and i was like 153 152 um and i was like oh, you, uh, it's considerably under training here so and i was at three i came through the lap in 312s average and finished with the whole thing averaging 309s so and then i ran 306 ran my last yeah yeah 306 for the last 5k and i would say 306 is, is probably my threshold um you know on a day like that i'd say that's pretty much where i'm at so it's sort of like it a bit lower yeah 169 168 and usually you know my with that test that i did last year it was like supposed to be 172 something like that my um Um, my wrist heart rate's having a shocker at the moment is it's just like when i do my easy runs 180 when i do my threshold it's just it's always 192 when i do my threshold i could unless my heart rate's changed i don't know and it's just like it's <laughs> <least> 20 beats <laughs> maybe it is um but yeah i don't know it's just been the last like couple of months it's just so off this is this is actually a good segue talking about watching uh watching watching your watch <laughs> um monitoring your watch uh we were talking you know off air um about you know certain athletes and stuff that we coach over analyzing watches during um, races, not only races, but also training, but predominantly in races. Um, I have, you know, when I first started coaching, I would always give my prescribed times. You know, it's prescribed yeah. times like they've got to run with. And what I realized is my athletes are running, they're being controlled by their watch. Yeah. Their watch is telling them, okay, you need to hold this, you need to hold that. And I realized, you know, when we're on the track, yeah, Nick and Collis give us splits, but a lot of our winter training is to feel. It's pretty much all to feel. Um, and I thought, well, you know, if we're doing that, I should be giving, you know, my athletes that. So I've started like giving them um, a lot of my athletes more like to, to sessions to feel. And a, a lot of them sort of, you know, sent me messages, sit, like they read it, they're like, because I give them like an exer- exertion thing. And then they send me a message saying, um, hey, what pace should I be going at? Mm. And I'm like, the whole reason I'm giving this to you is for you not to be controlled by a pace. And it sort of made me realize, yeah, it's it's definitely like running is a sport where, you know, you have to have to run to feel. And I think if you're if you're cons- consistently being controlled by your watch and, you know, following the pace, then you go into a race setting. And again, you're stressing about your pace, stressing about your splits and your watch and stuff. And I think, 
I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like sometimes, you know, with racing, I would say other than a, other than a marathon, um, you, you're probably best to just drop the watch and, and run to feel. Yeah. Well, I, I know with my first marathon, like I think the pace was going 304s or something. And I was literally checking every single K. I had pacemakers and I'm still checking. And then if, if I felt like it was 305s, I would be up on their shoulder or like half a meter in front of them trying to get the pace back on and i was just way too concerned with that and if i had just sat in switched off not worried about it that would have got me there and what at 30k when they pull out they might be 10 seconds slow like yeah it doesn't that's and that's and not, that energy is that energy you've yeah. saved is yeah. then you're going to make 30 seconds or 40 seconds in that back 10k yeah. that last time yeah so i think yeah uh, even with the marathon like yes you need to use the the watch a little bit more as a guide but there's going to be times when you might hit a bit of wind. And if you are trying to go 345s and it's a 347 or 348 because you're into a bit of wind, you shouldn't be panicking going like, oh, I need to keep it on pace there. You need to, you just really need to go let the, the feeling take over and just, yeah, definitely just use feel, not, not just, yeah, what's on your watch because it's not always what's accurate for the day. Yeah, 100%. Um, would you agree that, you know, especially like things like 5K park runs or 10Ks and stuff where you, I don't know if you've ever made, I've made athletes not wear a watch and they're mm. panicking. And I said, you're not allowed. I just tell them, I go, you're not allowed to wear a watch. And I will cop that and I'll, I'll like, I'll, that's on me. And they don't run poorly. They run way quicker than they ever thought they could run because they don't know. They're not looking at a watch, you know? It's the same. I've said this before. Like I've reckon I've said this so many times. You know, I I never run with a watch, but you know, when I did that half marathon time many moons ago now, you know, I was in, I was in forty seconds quicker through ten k than I'd ever run a ten k before. Hmm. And if I had looked at that on yeah, my no. watch, yeah. I would. If I had known in the lead up, I would have been panicking. But it was like I got it to ten k. I saw it on the clock, and I thought, well, fuck, I'm here now. Let's just stay yeah. at it. Yeah. Let's we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. It's the damage is done now. If I'm going to blow up, I'm going to blow up. I may as well hang in and I hung in and ran well. So the first time people ran 202 at Boston, um, it was like a minute and a half part quicker than the world record, but they had like this big tailwind and, but the clock on the car didn't work and then none of the leaders had a watch. So none of them yeah. knew. And then the people were like saying, like, I wonder if they had seen that they went through halfway in 60, 45, whatever, and being like, fuck, this is quick. My legs are definitely. heavy. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's and, and definitely honest, when I ran said. in, when I ran in Fukuoka last year, I had for at least half of the race, maybe close to 30 K. I had my watch on battery percentage. It was the only thing I could see. Yeah. <laughs> my battery percentage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Nah, you go, yeah. you go on up a hill. It's like 10%, please recharge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just because oh, it was like, I wanted to wear my watch and because I knew at some point I wanted to be looking, but I wanted to have it on a a thing that didn't didn't give me any information. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely true. I think, yeah, uh, I reckon that some of my athletes who have the tendency to, to think that it's like almost lazy coaching. I'm doing it because I don't want to think about prescribing paces because it's you know more difficult to come up with the paces and it's like oh, i just go to field it's like no that's not the reason it's because and, i and want like, you i'm to sure sometimes... you're not doing it with the athlete you've been coaching for two weeks like you're doing no. with an athlete that you've been doing these sessions with like they've done yeah whatever the session is before so they they should know well actually in- interestingly interestingly with athletes that i first start coaching i do do yeah. Exertion. When I very first start for the first yeah. few weeks and then I swap to paces, but yeah, you're right. Then it's like almost like a couple of months of paces and then they work out and then I get faster and faster. Yeah. And then after a few while you go, I want you to go back to seven by a K yeah. at 85% exertion. And then you can see if they go, Oh, I blew up. I go, well, you weren't at 85% exertion. Yeah, exactly. You can't be blowing up. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's, I guess it does... in those first few weeks you, you are trying to figure out the athlete. And yeah. so it is, yeah, it is a bit more to feel, but yeah. Yeah, well, at least chat GPT is because it's right in the program. So I don't write it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a joke. With the rest of your week, please. <laughs> that was, 
<laughs> you're blaming that like side that really helpful side thing was in my week so it's my fault <laughs> um so what did i start, i got up to um thursday yeah the 306 yep um friday i went to the gym stay off um and yeah i went to the gym oh, i was supposed to early. i did get up early yeah um and I, yeah, I was supposed to go to the gym Thursday, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, um, so that I could then have Friday to recover before my workout Saturday. And I just couldn't, I just had too much stuff to get done. And um, I had a dinner, so sort of stuffed up my timing. I thought I'll go, I'll go Friday and just be a little bit sore on the hills on Saturday. Um, I, based on the threshold that I had done sitting on El Christian and um, Bailey, I, when I was, you know, cruising on them and I was, my heart rate was so much lower. I de- I, I've made this joke to them, but I, I said to them, like, I, I just had, I disrespected them, their, their fitness level. And I thought, well, I'll just sit on them at hills and it'll be cruisy, just like sitting on them at the threshold. And then, you know, it was way under heart rate. Well, that might be true if it's dead flat, but when these guys have been doing a lot of hill stuff and hilly long runs, and I've not touched hills since cross country races, um, it was definitely a bit of a shock um i just stayed on them for the first lap i think we were 808 i think what were your three laps did you say again like 757 751 748 maybe yeah yeah so we were um yeah 808 and then i think 804 and then as i came through like even though it felt hard i realized like on the third lap it's like okay no i'm not like i feel like this session's hard even if i was running 820 laps yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you hit you hit the hills and it just hurts anyway. Um, and I think that's especially probably... I guess like when you do that lap, the first three minutes is easy. Yeah. And the next five minutes is hard. So yeah. you, when you finish the lap, you're like, oof, that was hard. Yeah. Regardless of reg- almost yeah. regardless of you know, look, I'm sure if you ran, you know, nine minutes you'd be cruising, but um it was yeah, it was quite hard. And then I just sort of, you know, I went to the front on the last lap um, on the bottom hill and just sort of stretched out a little bit, but I wasn't trying to go harder. I actually wasn't. I just thought, well, I'll help out now. Um, but we ran 7.53 for that lap. So I, it was quicker. Um, but yeah, felt good, cooled down. Um, and then, yeah. Who are you with, uh, Al, Al Christie and... And Bailey, but Bailey got oh, dropped Bailey, on the yeah. last lap. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, well, Al, Al just had like a pretty good race at that um, cross country. Yeah, yeah, last week. He's, so he's yeah, he's he's going great. Um, I <laughs> I have this like inside joke with him that I uh, like when I, I see him, I, I say because I I was the one who brought him down to training, and because um, you know I saw him at this Doncaster event and he was he was sort of looking for a new coach and stuff, and I kind of put him in touch with people, and that was what that'd be a year ago now and he's been like such an asset to the, the guys that he's training as like you know he's helped helping them all out in this time i've like been injured and stuff so i haven't even been training and helping people out and i like go down every time i see him i'm like mate don't forget who brought you to training he's like shut the fuck up he's like i can probably get you kicked out now yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but no he's, he's he's running really well and i think you know evidence that you know just layering the week after week after week of consistent training um helps um, so yeah, it was good. So what was that twenty four oh two or something? I think it was twenty four oh three. So I reckon you know if I just try and hold that uh, for the next few weeks and see how I go. Um, then yes, as I said, Sunday morning I flew out at six a.m. to Cairns, and um, yeah, was just trying to make sure I was on top of my recovery. As I said, I was having the uh, I had loaded up on the on the pillar magnesium. Um, and just because I knew I had this long run after the flight and I didn't know where I was going to, didn't know where I was staying or anything. Um, but I suppose I didn't really speak to Collis. I think he would have wanted me to do two hours. Um, cause that's what I did the last time, but I got like an hour 40 in. it was like 27 degrees. Um, and I was just like cooked from the flight and, and yeah, from the travel and stuff. So I stopped at like an hour 42 and just, oh, just a bit um, Bit of a taper. <laughs> That's why I was saying it to you, mate. <laughs> just trying to get in, get in early. <laughs> um, and mine's mine's a seven seven days. Yeah, and we're running pr- probably the same distance. And you're just running <gasps> seconds a k slower. <laughs> um, yeah. So good week. I was 117. So I think that's my biggest week 
this year. Mm, good work. Three sessions as well. Thank so you. A bit more intensity. Yeah. That's right. That felt good. Yeah, got to do it again. All again next week. Or, yeah, uh, that's right. With the racing stuff. Well, I won't do Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I won't. I definitely won't go to Tuesday. Do you reckon you'll go to Tuesday? Because you've got Saturday uh, race, I suppose. So you've got a couple of days between. Oh, next Tuesday. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. So now time for things we've seen on Instagram this week that we have to talk about. Jim isn't. <laughs> um, Let's go. You go first. Mine this week is Pat Tiernan. Um, I don't know if people saw this, but about a month ago, Pat put out a, a thing, a poll saying like, what do people want to see on Instagram? Like more, more content, more like, and I was a honest, sip of water. I was about to spit it out. <laughs> there was like, it didn't get great responses on the poll, but, but he's gone with it anyway. He's gone with uh, <laughs> huge, huge <laughs> captions, informative captions, but a lot of talk about running shoes over the five, last five or six years. So I'd figure I'd share my Puma running shoe rotation for World Champs Marathon build-up. And it goes on like a paragraph. I think it's just like, Pat, nobody asked. <laughs> we didn't need it, mate. Like, <laughs> oh, he's been, uh, like, he's been, yeah, putting him out a bit lately. Oh, there's another one. You know how over my there. running career, I've been lucky enough to call a number of great athletes, teammates, and training partners. And just keeps going. <laughs> You know, they say, um, the emojis. <laughs> you know we say we say that like um different you know training groups like with Kai Robinson you know would do stuff like that and we just say you know you wouldn't be able to do that in MTC because you just get the piss taken out of you yeah. it's like Pat when Pat was like you know doing more involved with us um you know if he came on a running camp with us I bet you he wouldn't be doing something like that I oh, know no, <laughs> but it's like you're in your own little you're in, you're in your own little group where you can get away no no one's there saying it um but Pat if you're listening stop it immediately <laughs> and don't be showing your face in Melbourne again mate <laughs> <laughs> Pat would definitely kick the shit out of both of us have you seen him reach he's huge yeah. Um, mine is, has been sent to us from a friend of the show, Ashlyn Gainsford. Um, she sent this video of the end of a, the finish line of a race. Um, I think it must be a 400 because they're in, in the lanes. Um, and it just sort of has the, the camera panning across the screen and then it cuts to the finish line photo and they're like neck and neck, these two guys. Then it cuts to the finish line shot and they've both, they've both dived to the line and it looks like they've, um, they've, they're swimming. Like it looks like they've jumped yeah. off the diving blocks. Like it's like, they, it's just know. so funny because they, like they cut to the finish line. It's just for the last like 0.2 of a second of the race. And it's just, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Through, and it just goes yeah, like, straight through. Yeah. And I should say that, um, that Ashling actually sent it with the message. Uh, this it's run turn to the swim last meter. So I can't steal her she's come joke with whole saying it turns to swim. Yeah, she's come up with the whole thing. Um, Ashling, if you just want to, you can just jump on the podcast instead of me from now <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. Two ripper things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Stay tuned for next week. Yes, we uh, hopefully get some good content up at Gold Coast for this segment or something. Yeah, something. and we're going to be recording together um in a room post me pacing yeah. um and then gold coast stars will be coming to the studio and pace it and all pacing <laughs> gold coast stars will be pacing in the studio <laughs> man why did you have to why did you have to fuck up so like in the 99th minute of the podcast oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just start it all again <laughs> um yeah no it's definitely it's way easier i'm glad this is only one episode over zoom because it's so much harder yeah. like i'm like i'm like asking you like like what happened in your training week and then like half an hour later you are like oh yeah um monday was it's like we're yeah. dealing with about a good 10 minute delay here yeah um patreon this week <laughs> <laughs> patreon this week we had gut training episode two come out yep with Steph Gaskell and Alan McCubbin of the Long Munch podcast. Elise, yeah, spoke with them, so that's part two. And we have inside word from Riley Wolf that the uh, Gold Coast Diaries episode that they recorded yesterday is an absolute amazing episode. 
according to Riley. If it's not, you can send your uh, complaints to Jordy Williams. Yeah. And that for, um, for, 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 know, for, for the first time ever, that complaint actually is, is being real. directed to where, yeah, to where it should be going to. <laughs> yeah. um, someone sent Geordie a gift voucher for to buy dumplings. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. People, are, yeah, if people don't listen, you should be. But Geordie talks about his dumpling consumption each week. <laughs> Does he? It's weekly, weekly dumpling consumption. But it's probably less than mine. Yeah. Um, when I was living in Boxy, I'd have about 200 dumplings a week. Yeah. And yeah, hope to see everyone at the shakeout on Saturday. Yeah, we want to see as many people and, there as possible. Yeah. And even like, if the if you don't want to if you run the half marathon and don't want to run again, come down have a coffee. Um, yeah, just come down, be part of it, and hang out. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we're meeting we're meeting at nine forty five. Um, I'd imagine you know the run will probably head out five minutes after that. Um, yeah, yeah, five minutes after that. So yeah, even if you come at around you know ten o'clock, just a bit after ten, that's when we'll be having having coffees. Um, if you are too cooked, but yeah, want to see as many people down there as possible. And uh, thanks again to Pillar Performance for not only supporting us at the Shakeout Run, but also on this episode. Um, so a reminder to our listeners, for those that want to check out their amazing range of products, uh, our 15% discount code is FTK15. So you can go to pillarperformance.shop to use that. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. See you Saturday. See you Saturday.